Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everybody. It's Michael Jacob with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, joined once again by Jack Maxey, former naval officer with uh, Steve Bannon in the war room. Not good relations with that because, you know, it's kind of dissed Jack quite a bit. But uh, Jack is uh, an incredible investigator. Uh, we know him from uh, the Hunter Biden laptop. He's been disclosing that. Uh, they've come after him. He's been able to dodge them and still keep it coming. And now look where we're at. Thanks to you, Jack, and uh, your efforts. Uh, this thing is really about to blow. What, what do you see coming now? Well, uh, first, let me correct you. Know, I, I hate to like be on the same screen with you as someone saying naval officer. I had probably like the most you know obscure career of anyone in uniform. But uh, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, I do think things are changing. I think that uh, now, basically, every single network wants it. I think you're going to start seeing, and I, 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 you know, won't talk about it, but. In the next week, you're going to start seeing some networks covering all this stuff that would shock you. Yeah. I think at some point, everybody has to have value their own credibility, right? We can we can always deny reality to a certain point, mm -hmm. but it has a way of catching up with us. And I think one of the interesting things about these reveals on Joe Biden's classified documents is... Think about it. the first ones were found November 1st. This mm -hmm. is before the 2022 election. Right. Uh, we didn't hear about it. And this was also contemporaneously at the same time that the attorney general was appointing a special prosecutor to go after Trump because this stuff is so serious. Mm -hmm. And the press were invited to the raid on Mar-a-Lago, the whole nine yards, right? Nothing on this. We still haven't even seen the FBI go into one of these houses and it was his office in the university of pennsylvania it was a private house in delaware right and a second private house in delaware so the double standard is shocking i think that he's being taken down now at this point from the inside the people who have been supporting him at arm's length have removed the support i think that a lot of this is also and and hat tip to you guys i mean god bless you we're we're myself and another are trying to uh get into the house to hand over all the erased material and some other things that i have as you you guess i think the house is falling apart man brother i think good people like you and me and others who've been exposed to how this all works are 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 realizing that you know we can't be a part of this anymore it has to be just raw truth the americans can handle it we're tough ass people but some of these almost agencies have to be erased i agree yeah uh, i mean but i i feel very positive about it i think the things that are coming and the people that are coming forward and the people who you hear are like hey man if you guys pull this off man we're I want to talk too, but I the, know, right? That's the what Congress I mean. has to offer real immunity. It has to be mm -hmm. 
you know, you can't walk in there and be like, yeah, this happened, that happened, and now I'm going to take the fifth on all the rest of the questions. American people need to know what's been going on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw that um, uh, the war room that you uh, basically, that article that where we had, I guess, Attorney General Barr basically dissed the one woman from uh, Burisma that was basically going to give up all that information instead of giving her protection where she could have blown a lot of stuff open about this, uh, you know, involvement with the uh, Biden crime family. Uh, they basically, Bill Barr dissed her and who knows what's happened to her at this point. So I think that, you know, you have been on point on this and really disclosing this. Why do you think these guys are, are going to like put Joe Biden out to pasture now? Why do you think they're going to let that be disclosed? Because they, they're very good at covering stuff up. I mean, look at what they did with, uh, you know, uh, the, the laptop for all this time. And now it's finally coming out. So it, for a year, well over a year, they, they clamped down on it. I, I think right now they're trying to define who are going to be the scapegoats, right? Because yeah. now you have whole systems, organizations whose survivability relies on this working out in a way that doesn't sully the whole organization. Or maybe we can say uh, the FBI should exist, but we need to rethink the counterintelligence unit and the way they interact with CIA. But I think right now they're trying to define who are going to be the fall guys. I think Joe Biden is so close to being in a situation where they can define his departure as a uh, incapacitation or something that that may be and we're i'm just speculating now we're just talking about maybe possibilities but i think they have a rough time with kamala harris i think that you know we were just kids you know i remember watching it on tv a little black and white tv but the nixon hearings over watergate and there was a moment in time when everybody knew it was over right and what did they do before the Republican establishment turned on Nixon. First, they had to replace Spiro Agnew with somebody everybody could respect, Gerald Ford. So I think things have accelerated in a way that perhaps the puppet masters didn't anticipate. Uh, But uh, I I think big changes are coming. I, I don't think there's any support to protect Joe Biden anymore. I mean, you had Ilan Omar come out and say this is very serious and the fbi needs to investigate him right nobody's got his six anymore and it's always that way isn't it right yeah when i i think tucker carlson did it did a really good job uh when he talked about how you know we, we've seen some of these people like cuomo uh they basically just completely obliterated him got him off the scene andrew cuomo so, yeah that's that's it looks like they're doing the same thing with Joe Biden now. They're just going to, you know, uh, sacrifice him. So is that sacrifice going to make way for someone else? Is it going to pave the way? So if, hey, we're showing you that we're, you know, fair and balanced, we're going to go after Joe Biden. Now we're going to go after President Trump. Is that well, I think uh, in actual fact, the big winner in the discovery of these documents in Joe Biden's possession uh, over three different properties is Donald Trump. Mm. How are they going to go and continue to prosecute Donald Trump without prosecuting Joe Biden? I think now this is one of those moments where they're like, well, you know, presidential record keeping has to be done better. Look, even Joe messed up and 
so maybe Trump, you know, I think this is the time when, but you know, come on, could you, could you leave one of your bases with like, oh man, I forgot that stuff was in the door of my car. No, you'd be, remember that kid who took the pictures inside the submarine of his rack? Yeah. And he's getting a security briefing three years later and he's like, uh, senior chief, you know, there's a picture on my phone. I sent it to my mom. It's my rack. And they put him in for three years and he turned himself in. Yeah. Right. So there has to be some sort of uh, equal justice. So I think that means there'll be no justice for either one of them. But I, I think the other things that are coming for Joe Biden can't be stopped. I, you, you see, they even said they questioned some of Joe Biden's employees, one of whom is a woman named Kathy Chung. Hunter hires Kathy Chung in 2011. It's, it's 2011 or 2012. I may have it wrong. But Joe's the vice president. And here there's the correspondence. Oh, my God, Hunter, I can't believe I'm so excited. I'm so lucky to be able to go work in the vice president's office. How did you make this happen? It's like, hey, settle down, Kathy. He's like, all you need to do is show up on Tuesday at 3 o'clock. You've got a position, right? She's like, oh, it's the greatest thing ever, right? That's it. That's all I see. That's all I found. And by 2016, when Hunter is utilizing a close family friend, close family advisor, Louis Free, former director of the FBI, former federal judge in this deal to get a crooked uh, fellow out of jail in, in Romania, there's lots of correspondence between Hunter and Louis Free at this time. And amongst other things like giving the Biden grandchildren's trust a $100,000 gift, Louis wants to get Joe's newest cell phone number. And Hunter says, hey, man, I'd give it to you, but it's not going to work anyway because nobody talks to my dad unless they go through Kathy Chung first. Here's Kathy's number. So Louis Free, former director of the FBI, has to call Kathy to get a hold of the vice president in 2016. And pretty much from like 2014, 15, all the way till Joe leaves office, Kathy is sending the daily briefings, like you know, intelligence briefings on the state of planet Earth. Now, granted, they're very broad. It's kind of like Indonesia, you know, stability in the Western region is looking good. They're not probably classified in the way that we would think of them, but anything generated from the president, vice president's office instantly has a level of classification. Kathy Chung sends these to Hunter or a surrogate in Hunter's office every day for like two years. Hmm. I mean, if if nothing else, if you're in, put it this way, it's like, you know, you're in Afghanistan. You're like, hey, guys, we just got a tap on the Taliban's talking notes for every day. You'd be like, hmm, great intelligence, right? <clears throat> this went on, on and on. Uh I think they're going to throw him under the wheels. I think they've decided Joe's a liability. I think he is a liability. I, I actually, you know, don't have like this great animosity to the Democratic Party. I mean, I think a lot of the people I grew up with were organic, democratic kind of working people, yeah. you know, the big Irish family, you know what I mean? And so I don't have this hatred. I just... The whole system is broken. 
And I would hate to see this be a whitewash. I'm I'm tired of uh, we need an independent council. Why? Why doesn't the Congress and the Senate just bring in the documents? Everybody on the committee can see them. We all make a determination. Just like we're going to have to investigate the FBI and the CIA and this Department of State and the Department of Justice. Definitely. It can't be done by an independent council. I'm sorry. I talked too much, brother. <laughs> I mean, I know I just. Well, I, love, I love when you go on the tangents because uh, you do a lot of reveals on those. Uh, you know, we had Anthony Weiner's laptop, you know, he had his sexting stuff in there, but on the backside, that's where the good stuff was. Uh, and then the same thing with Hunter Biden's laptop, all the sexting stuff that he had in the, in the, in the front. And then we had, like you've described, unbelievably, I've seen some shows you've done recently where you just started going off on some of the stuff, uh, how it's tied in with, uh, these, you know, top secret systems that I used to work on when I was in the CIA and then uh, I used to handle classified uh, information in the SEAL teams. So, and I used to use these programs and I was like, you're, he had access to that. Oh my God. So well, think about this. Like, you, up in the front a like, a cover? like you're working on a project, right? And you worked on lots of, I mean, you had your little disks to plug in, but you also had the, did you ever have one that, that lasted more than like six months a month, two years max. No, no, right. They weren't live because they're constantly. Right. Hunter had expiration dates in like 2027. The hell? Uh, it Where else you get that from? Wow. No, and and I I tell you the truth, that revealed a lot to me. Like who would do uh, what? And uh, the guy who finally did something was like, "Hey, brother, man, like you got to get your family safe." You know, uh, these people stop at nothing like you're getting into bad stuff. And I also remember I'm in Switzerland. I'm in Switzerland because I have uh, a familial and kind of business and, uh, you know, mentor connection to Switzerland through a U.S. ambassador to Switzerland and through the fact that I spent tons of time there as a kid. Mm. And uh, so. You know, when you have like a top lawyer who's like, I want to help, you know, it's like the 75 year old guy. Like I did all the prisoner exchanges for Reagan back in the 80s. You know, I know you're good people. And a week into it, he doesn't want to help anymore. Why? Because the U.S. government is threatening at that time, the Swiss government to UBS every single one of their banks if they don't give up their historic neutrality. Now, think about this. Why don't you like. You're down in like El Salvador, like 1986, and something bad happens, and you weren't supposed to be there, and the Soviets got you, right? Mm. The only place you're going to get exchanged is in neutral Switzerland, in Geneva, literally up on like some mountainside where everybody pulls into parking lots on either side of the road, and you just get sent down the road. You know, like, yeah, this is literally how it all happened. Sure. And he didn't want to help anymore because uh, he said it's getting too dangerous. Like our government, like your people are pushing this too far. Wow. And Switzerland did give up their neutrality. And our ambassador admitted to it in, in, in interviews in German that never appeared in the U.S. press. This is how important Ukraine was. Mm. Why does Switzerland have to give up their neutrality over Switzerland, over Ukraine? They didn't do it for World War One or two. 
hmm. or anything in between. Scary times, bro. Yeah. So, uh, what what is it? The money? Because we know they're uh, they're heavy in uh, the money there. You know what? It's it's that the people who have been pulling the strings, and it's generational at this point, right? Like you've got the Air Midas directors of the CIA writing letters to interfere with the 2020 election. You've got Gina Haspel, the most recent ex-director. She's now on the board of directors of British Aerospace, right? Mm -hmm. What's that, for peaceful pursuits? I mean, it's so in our face, brother. Yeah. So that was that was interesting. You brought it up in uh, um, another show where you talked about how there was a CIA disinfo where she was killed or she was shot up and then she went to Guantanamo or something like that in Germany. So you said that was total disinfo. That's the first I ever heard well, of that. Remember, remember yeah. when we heard all that bullshit uh, right as the election with a recount and all this stuff and Sidney Powell's like the Kraken right and at yeah. one point they mentioned like uh delta force was in milan and you know seal team six was in dusseldorf and all i remember we had a show like six months ago i said hey you hear anything about that under your whatsapp chats you know you know what i'm saying like it's uh, no one's violating their secrecy but you know certain things in certain groups are not really that secret right mm -hmm. and that was disinformation and think about it the only person at that time who was like, hey, man, what are these guys doing? Was Jack Maxey. Now everyone's like, you know, Fox News at 11. How, uh, you know, 51 intelligence agencies betrayed America in the 2020 election. Yeah. It was obvious two weeks beforehand. And who? what else are they manipulating? Look, we know that they engage in uh, manipulation of foreign elections. Mm -hmm. What makes us immune? Because now the risk, uh, the core sort of category of risk that they're in now is it's up close and personal, right? Individuals inside the system may pay a price because it's, it's unraveling. And I think they desperate times require desperate measures sometimes. And I think they're kind of panicking. I don't think they know who they can trust. I don't think they know who's coming forward as as the confidential witnesses. For example, remember Comer and Jordan in late November were like, we've got uh, 14, no, Jordan's like 15 confidential informants. And now Jordan said like three days ago, he implied dozens of confidential informants, right? Mm. This is This could be a a good time for everybody to clean shop, right? Because everybody knows that you know, there's been the public face of American foreign policy and there's been the, the quiet face of American foreign policy and they don't necessarily match up. And lots of errors have been made. I'm not saying that most people aren't motivated by noble objectives but there's never been any accounting for the failures. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. and all the boo-rah talk that has gotten us into a lot of these issues. And I think that 
you know, we as Americans have to like reassess, like, where are we on the planet? You know, how is this going to work out for our grandchildren at this point? Not, mm-hmm. not like, oh, am I going to get a stimulus check? No, like, no, you're going to have grandchildren one day and they are going to be slaves unless you straighten it out, right? It's time for you to take it on the chin for them, right? Yeah. It's scary. Yeah, totally. And uh, like like you're saying, I think a lot of these organizations are, are going to collapse, you know, once all this uh, information comes out because we can't trust them anymore. And or, they should. FBI, CIA. Yeah, they all all got to go. They so. should. I mean, imagine, for example, General Flynn. Someone has to answer this question. General Flynn was the head of the Defense Intelligence Agency. He was there when they set up all those bio labs. I think there's some connections that actually... These were coming out of Ditra and, you know, your audience can do with that what they will concerning, you know, the current DNI. It's, you know, it's all connected. I mean, we can connect for you. Any congressmen who are out there listening, we're trying and you're, you probably already had your phone calls. We can connect the Biden family to the Zeng family in Shanghai to the Wuhan lab to George Gao to this is direct. This is not fanciful. These are direct connections and the American people need to know the truth. We can't sit around and have distrust and contempt for all of our institutions, right? At some point it's like, Hey, you know, we cleaned it out and we can start again, but we can't go forward as we are today. It's, it's, it's too obscene and it's too obvious and too in our face and decent Americans won't put up with it anymore. Yeah. And, you know, Tulsi Gabbard, she was uh, army Intel. Yeah. And same with Jennifer Flynn. She's the one that came out and hammered it right from the beginning and got a lot of flack for it. And uh, so I like Tulsi Gabbard because I I think that she's uh, revealing. So maybe she's been uh, given the okay to do that or something. So there, there seems to be this, this organization that's helping, you know, move this along, uh, disclosing. It seems like the disclosure that happened with Biden was like, who's doing that? You know, who's, who's helping to push this? Well, you know, it's like what they say, if the brave won't lead, the timid will never follow. And I think over the last couple of years, people have seen these small victories that like, yes, actually they're incrementally, it is making a difference. And now perhaps it's accelerating as we're watching all this stuff come out and him be betrayed by the inside and from other directions, particularly in the US media. I mean, I've been shocked by the media organizations who've called me up in like the last three weeks and want everything, including the erased. Yeah. Nobody is accusing me of saying, oh, Maxie, all that erased stuff is fake now. No, no, it's a nuclear bomb. Any news organization who got a copy from me would have had those that erased portion on it as well. They all know it's it's beyond comprehension. I mean, because if the things that I believe are likely on there, the first family of the United States is it's like the Dahmers. I mean, they, they're just beyond anybody's conception of depraved. Mm. And 
it's a hard pill for everyone to swallow because remember the major media put him in power. Yeah. Well, Hunter was just the, uh, you know, bag man. He's money launderer for the family, uh, moves, moves money around, you know, uh, Joe is, it's his money, but, um, Hunter is the one that owns the houses. His, his brother owns uh, an Island in the Bahamas, but it's pretty much Joe's, uh, money. I, I said, uh, just recently, I think the, probably they're like a billion dollar family. Uh, they hide it really well. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? And- I don't think they're that large, but I think that they were, ex- think they thought they were accelerating to that level very quickly mm. in the last four or five years that Joe was vice president. Cause some of the deals that Hunter had lined up like half a dozen of them, if any of them had hit, they'd be a billion dollar family. Right. Wow. Well, my my sense on the Bidens is that they've always been corrupt, right? And it's it's again, it's not really the Bidens. It's this pretend legal, regulated, rules-based system that makes up America that really doesn't exist if you're of a certain class. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I think is the most uh, troublesome thing about the Bidens is that they're not they're not representative of a singular flaw in the system. Right. They are representative of a universal problem that we have that. Certain parts of the country don't certain segments of society don't play by the same rules as everybody else. Right. And the intel agencies allow them to exist. And I'll say it again and again. Nobody can explain how it is that uh, Kofor Black, longtime case officer, CIA, worked in cartoon, worked with Brennan and Rita, how this guy gets on the board of Burisma in 2016, two years after Hunter. His name is on the same page, dozens of documents. His signature sits next to Hunter's. Mm. And we knew nothing. And hell, let's be real. What qualified Kofor Black to sit on the board of an energy company? Right? It's These are things that we, we need to dig down on. And I don't think that anyone's going to be happy about the results. But I think maybe it'll make us reevaluate our, ourselves as a country you know, kind of dig back to core values a little bit, recognize that we can't be the policemen of the world, but we can, we can be Santa Claus for North and South America. And Hey, that's enough, man. In the grand scheme of things, in my opinion, you know, there's, there's lots of ways that we can maneuver ourselves to a place of safety, victory, and, and moral uh, certitude that we're not chasing now. Right. So we're seeing, uh, you know, the exposure of these uh, political crime families. The uh, we go all the way to the Bushes, the Bush crime fam- family, the connection to um, Hitler's uh, Nazi Germany with Prescott Bush. Uh, there's pictures of uh, George Senior uh, with some of the uh, the soon to be Nazi leadership. Uh, so, you know, there's there's corruption, deep deep corruption in a lot of these families. The Mina Airport, you know, the drugs that are coming through Mina Airport. Um, Bill Barr, you know, was was part of, uh, you know, the Bush family, you know, handling stuff. 
so this corruption, the Clintons and all the Gores and all these crime families, how do you how do you see that being exposed? Well, but, you know, you you you're calling them crime families. These are first families of the United States. Right. <laughs> I mean, and you see how it changes generationally. Right. Like the Bush families, like, you know, 20 more years, people like, who the hell are they? Right. Kennedy might still have some juice. The Clintons will probably be done. It, it fluctuates, but it's people in positions of influence and power who see themselves as a kind of elite. They they have an arrogance about them. They, uh, you know, oh, Mike, you know, thanks. We can use you for this. But the conversation over here is above your pay grade. You know, right. do you know what I'm saying? It's it's absolutely. They are the puppet masters. They determine who sits where at the dining table. And, and uh, you know, we're going to organize this for the benefit of everyone. Wink, wink. And the problem is human nature creates failures. And, and secrecy creates even more failures. And you think of some of the traumas of the last hundred years, the secret treaties that underpin the trigger moments for World War One, the basically secret treaty between von Ribbentrop's treaty between uh, you know Moscow and Berlin that meant that the real purpose of invading uh, Poland was to divide it in half. I mean, yeah. all these things that we pay a price for, and I just think it would be better after all we've learned to just be straightforward and let the American people participate yeah. in the price that they're going to have to pay from in my lifetime, think about Vietnam, right? The Gulf Wars, the the current uh, war on terrorism, all of it. it. Nobody ever really had a stake in it till it was already, you know, till the horses had all left the barn. Yeah. Right? It, and it's, I don't know, I, I think very sadly about all the things that we've done as a nation for 30 years they really haven't benefited the planet much no really. no you know is iraq better probably not is afghanistan better well they're better armed do you know what i mean it's like <laughs> right the taliban's back in, in charge and they're like uh doing the same stuff to women like uh you know disempowering women and it's it's like a Democrat party. What, what, what do you have to say about that? You're always about empowering women to have abortions and everything else. So, but you left all those women in Afghanistan high and dry. So, you know, it's and, all and they're also selling our weapons all around the world. Exactly. Right? I mean, yeah. our, it's almost, even the Vietnamese weren't this bad. The Vietnamese were proud enough that they hid some of the stuff they sold. Like, yeah, they sold a couple of Huey helicopters or Bell helicopters to the Rhodesians, but it wasn't like they were dumping the market with AR-15s. Afghan, yeah, this is like big cash cow for them. And they've even got transport planes to fly it around. It's ridiculous. Wow. wow. I mean, I don't know. You just, how, how can you be proud of it, right? Isn't part of being American to be proud to be American? And you just look at some of the crap we're up to and you're like, yeah, well, you know, not everyone agrees with you. You find yourself traveling around the world making excuses instead of being like, yeah, that's right, brother. You know, glad you got the well, right? 
Yeah. Well, for me, you know, after 35 years, 24 and uh, SEAL teams, and then uh, 11 years, you know, working for the CIA hunting terrorists, you know, when I look back on it, I'm like, you know, I, I enjoy my career. I enjoy working with the people, love to travel, love the meeting people. But when I look back on it, am I proud of the the things that we were doing behind the scenes? Because I started to see behind the scenes. And I'm like, yeah, we, we were a front for the really bad stuff that was happening. So a lot of us started to see that and started to become disillusioned with it. So now I think that's becoming forefront, like you're talking about, uh, for the American public. And the more that happens, I think the decision making that this is this is America's country, not these guys, not the uh, World Economic Forums. You know, they're they don't tell us what to do. It's unbelievable that they're having this meeting right now or coming up. You know, I mean, America is more well represented in like a surf torture in Coronado than it <laughs> is at a steakhouse in Washington. Let's just be real. Right. Yeah. yeah, Good. And I think one of the things that's really great is like these conversations I've had with you. and I've had them with lots of other people with your experiences. Mm hmm. And if everybody just has the courage to come forward, we change the future, right? Yeah. Because we can't learn unless we understand how we got here, right? How, we, we can't understand how to fix it unless we know how it got broken. And uh, I think the country's strong enough to, to understand and know all these things. And I think we'd begin to realize that you know, a couple hundred billion dollars a year is not really getting much out of the CIA other than like chaos. Right. Right. This bloated State Department that has 300 employees in every two bit country on planet Earth is not really getting us what we have deserved. Right. Or even portraying us the way we want to be portrayed. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's we need to pull back, tighten our belts a little bit to find what is necessary, what is not necessary. Do we need a essentially a secret police inside the United States, which is what DHS has become in all of its various forms from the Secret Service to the FBI on down, right? Yeah. Is that the country that we want to live in? Right. I mean, shouldn't it be a more cooperative between, say, like, hey, you know, the state of Arkansas, we got all our sheriffs, we got the state police. And, you know, if officer FBI wants to come by and ask a couple questions, great. But you don't run willy nilly through our state. You don't just take out like electronic surveillance on our state citizens whenever you feel like it. Mm -hmm. And this is the world that we've created. We've if we all just start taking back a little pride, like, you know. Remember when you were a kid, you joined the Navy, and they're like, would you like us to take a Polaroid of you next to the flag while you take the oath, uh, you know, I swear to defend the Constitution of the United States, right? And you're uh, like, sure. You go home, you're like, Mom, here I am. You know, just like, God damn it. You know, right? <laughs> we all just, like, take that back and be like, that Polaroid somewhere in my mom's, you know, drawer in the kitchen, you know, pull that out and be like, damn right, I'm going to take that seriously. Yeah. And just step forward. But what has to happen, and Jim Jordan, full respect, Comer, full respect, McCarthy, you know, I'm glad you, you know, you took everyone's advice. I want you guys to succeed, but you have to offer people real immunity. There, it can't be this conditional, like what you said during the two hour conversation, because otherwise they can't really have a conversation, right? People have to be able to know that 
they will be protected by the Congress of the United States if they come forward and tell the truth. Because yeah. the American people can handle the truth. Mm -hmm. It's Washington that can't handle the truth. Yeah. Wow, that's really well said. And uh, so are you going to have, do you think there's going to be, maybe you're going to have an, an effect on Congress? Uh, the stuff you've been, uh, you know, sharing and uh, the information that you have, do you think that's going to make it to Congress? Do you think that's going to make it to CNN, Fox, and so forth? Do you think that's going to happen? 100% to your last two. Yeah. Uh, I flew up in part to, you know, deliver copies of the laptop to some news organizations in Washington last week. Excellent. With the hope that uh, because of some phone calls I'd made that I'd be able to sit down with a couple congressmen and hand over the erase material, all of which, by the way, has been verified by, you know, NSA qualified techs. None of this is a joke, mm -hmm. but I, I don't want to hand over that nuclear bomb without some assurance that, you know, I'm not going to pay for it for the rest of my life. Right. I mean, uh. I've already paid two years without a salary and just mm -hmm. living out of, you know, a two by two bag. And I don't mind. I mean, in a way, it's been kind of like, what a great honor. But they have to honor their part of the bargain now if people are going to come forward and tell the bitter, honest truth. Yeah. Because otherwise their their lives are and livelihoods are in incredible danger. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I This is a plea, open plea to the congressman trust me when i tell you nobody's got a tall story it's all real and but but they want you guys to fulfill what you said in your press conference the day you had your press conference you said people who come forward will get immunity but that none of it's clear and the, the people who testified before they were all sworn in as a majority was very conditional and and no one's had no one that i know has had like clarity on it yet Hello, this is Michael Jaco. If you want to learn more on how to unleash your own intuition, go to michaelkjaco.com, unleashingintuition.com, where you can find my courses on how to become the master of your own reality. Well, that's, uh, I know you've been, you know, extending yourself for the last couple of years, you know, getting this information out there. And in the back channels, like, you know, uh, our shows, we, we reach a certain amount of uh, the audience. And it's great to see that we all believe that this should be in, a, in the mainstream. And here, here it is. Finally, you're going to be taking this to the mainstream. It's going to start to, it starts going to connect with, you know, more people. Because people have been saying, when is this stuff going to come out? Well, we've been sharing it for a long time. Come on. But uh, I, I guess it, they don't believe it unless it comes out of the mainstream. So here we go. Well, I think the mainstream mainstream is going to start covering it. I mean, I think a big tell oh. for everyone should be that it was NBC and CNN who were the ones that broke the story about Joe's classified documents in his office, what, almost five days ago now, right? And we've seen it cascading. And it's actually been led by them. It's not like Fox News breaking, you know, exclusive. It's been like Gary from CNN, we found more documents, right? So... I think that there is this uh, kind of they it, well it's it's like you're making a mental equation uh, even if you have no morals at all right you're just a pure sociopath you're like well I got paid by CNN and you know I've in the employee stock ownership plan and 
this guy Joe Biden, who we definitely like, you know, played pretzel for for two years, is now like going down. Mm-hmm. Do I go over the ridge with him? No. no, 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 no. It's human nature. They're going to let him go. It's just to what extent do we take it? Do we put former directors of the FBI in jail? Do we tell people about illegal activity, illegal surveillance that was going on openly in certain groups, particularly in the counterintelligence group? Do we reveal all of this stuff? I think we should. I yes. think we should. I think the American people need to know. Oh, just, yeah. just like we find out that anywhere town USA has a crooked police department. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, they talk about a new uh, church investigation. So the church report. But I think that uh, this this one should be much broader and there should be real consequences for the people that have, uh, you know, violated our trust. And, you know, I think in some ways actually done an extreme disservice to the point of criminal activity. So I think that uh, that that does need to be revealed. Now, they're going to hide behind, you know, this is, you know, this is security for the for you know the United States government. That ain't that ain't cut. I you and I both know security for the United States government, and these guys have been breaking it left and right all over the place. You go into any bar in D.C. and belly up to like anybody with a haircut in forty five minutes, you know what office he works in, where because everyone's a little bragger, particularly in that city, right? Yeah. So there's a reason why they call it Los Angeles for ugly people. Right, like, <laughs> right. Everyone's a star. Oh, I work for Senator Hoo, you know, like, great, great. You can have that bar stool. You know, put some space between us, you know. <laughs> but that's the way. Mm. That's the way the city operates. I mean, I don't know if you ever had to do a tour uh, in your career in D.C. and you're like, whoa, this is not like Little Creek, you know what I mean, like. You know, it's- no, we, we had to go up there to the Pentagon and sometimes we had to go to some of those office buildings. And, you know, there was occasionally I especially when I worked for the CIA, you know, I put on suits and tuxes and went to all kind of extravagant events. Uh, but, yeah, the, the the free flow of information. Uh, and I, I've said in a lot of uh, meetings as a protective detail and the information that flows from some of these people is pretty staggering. Right. And it's not a skiff. <laughs> No, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll tell you a funny story. The first time I went to DC, I actually had to live there. A friend of mine was dying, and I started working for Bannon. And so I'm like, you know, one level, like hanging out with my dying friend, and another level working. And and they put me up in this like glass tower over in uh, Arlington or across the river. I don't know. It's called like Pentagon City or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing to do, right? There's like, you know, a McDonald's and like one bar where they're like, it sucks and it closes at eight. You're like, this is a dystopian future of hell. <laughs> and I remember I'm sitting on my class balcony. I used to sit out there with a beer and be like, you know, there's something wrong with the city. Like, yeah. what is wrong? I'm looking across. I, I couldn't figure it out. It was a visual problem. And I realized there's no smokestacks. There's nothing. Nothing gets produced there. It's all white and shiny and gold and marbly and all that crap but nothing's at risk. Nothing gets produced there. Oh, you know, rents are high this year. Well, we'll just give everyone in Congress and the whole government a raise and nobody cares. Mm -hmm. That place is poisonous. I mean, if you could 
I totally agree with you. Move agencies That's good to out see of there. Someone else got has the same opinion. I remember going there to get something. We had to get you know approval to work in some ships there in one of the uh, one of the one of the bays or something. Right. So we had to go to the Pentagon City, and I remember how long it took us and how long we had to have a conversation, shoot the shit, and and uh, and carry on. And then finally, someone comes up and says, "Okay, approved." And I was like, three hours to do that." So like, and then I look, I looked at all the people on that on that floor, and then I looked like you're talking about. I looked across and I saw all those buildings, high rise building with floor after floor after floor of unbelievably drones yes inefficient drones like yes like (laughs) it's like it's like the richest city in the world and every desk is occupied by the woman from the dmv absolutely Absolutely. for the rest of america to understand it right it's like highly paid highly paid (laughs) 30 days paid vacation every year yeah most expensive real estate in America is where our federal government is located. Why is that? Mm-hmm. How can that be possible? Right? The like four out of the five richest counties in America work for the government. Mm. I think maybe people are getting overpaid, but you know, that's yeah. just me. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like you're right. You know, move the Department of Agriculture out to Gillette, Wyoming, and see how quickly you find out, wow, there are 100,000 employees who don't want to work here anymore. But nothing will break. It'll still function. Right. Right? Yeah. So waste beyond belief and cleaning that up. So so we're talking about just people that are handling paperwork, you know, for just, you know, you know office work type stuff. Now let's take that same concept. Let's move it over to the CIA. Let's move it over to the FBI. Let's move it into, you name it, um, the Department of Agriculture, whatever. And it's the same thing. You have a, a lot of people, some of them smart, some of them very, very talented, that are stopped out from uh, achieving their their greatest goodness because yeah. so, so, so much red tape and paperwork. Uh. Well, like $72,000 a year forever is a pretty good enticement for the guy who shall we say not motivated yeah. <laughs> right and that's what they want and they 30 want days like a year paid vacation and if you know you have ptsd because of the copy machine decide not to show up for six months they can't fire you for four years so it's a bizarre situation in which hundreds of thousands of people profit from the american taxpayer the guy who's like blowing on his fingers like trying to change the filter on his tractor because it's you know 10 degrees outside they're all profiting from it and they're all in like perfectly ambient controlled places and good point you know and they go for lunch for an hour every day and <laughs> full health care it's it's obscene how about the, the Congress just gave themselves a 30% raise right? during that downturn, no less. <laughs> of course, well, that's why, right? Like Nancy Pelosi was like, these omelets are costing quite a bit these days, you know, with mm. the price of eggs. Yeah. 30%. Here you go. You think the guy's like working down at, at like those shop welding trailers for the back of trucks is like, 
hey man you know the price of eggs are going up boss yeah he's like yeah so let's transport you know see how many trailers we sold this month you're first to be fired if you don't shut your mouth and he's like honey you know we're not having you know we're eating cereal for breakfast now yeah okay because that's the way the real world works right not in washington never Never. Never. And now they all work from home, too. Isn't that nice? You know, COVID has kept them from actually having to show up anywhere. You know, like yeah. with fuzzy slippers on, they're destroying your life keystroke by keystroke from home now. Right. So in that in that laptop that you've looked at, what yeah. do you think is going to be the biggest thing that blows people open? Uh, I think the clear evidence that Hunter had a spy inside his office in Swedish house. I think the clear evidence that Bohai Harvest was a front operation to purchase strategic country companies in the West. I think that, you know, the reality that Chairman Z is the GP of that. I think that the thing that will horrify most people on a visceral level is just the clarity that Hunter was uh, likely abusing his niece and definitely had a prurient interest in small girls, mm. um, that he was human trafficking, that a major American bank like Wells Fargo was enabling all of this. Uh, Wells Fargo, you know, please answer if that's not the case. But as far as I can tell, you enabled a lot of it because I have much of the records, even if you were unwitting. But somebody generated the 150 uh, suspicious activity reports. Uh, FBI agents, Secret Service agents, rescuing Hunter from crack cocaine events and trafficked women uh, locales. And I think that when people start to realize this is something that really bums me out to this day, because I actually had a kid I grew up with who, who got into trouble over this. They took... Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton, that time when Hillary Clinton, Clinton's running for a second term, but they've had a disastrous first term. And and Hillary comes out and gives a speech about how she's going to bring urban youth to heal. They have these children. They are called predators, you know, and she's going to bring them to heal. And Joe Biden, as the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee, is going to get tough on crime. And they pass the five grams of crack cocaine equals 500 grams of powder right literally sending half of black america to a federal prison for five years and here's hunter with fo photographing himself weighing out four three five grams of cocaine in his own abode and videos of him smoking it and nothing happens to him Hundred seventy-five thousand, you know young black americans went to jail for this stuff for five years in the big boy prison yeah right that, that there's a price that was paid by an entire community mm. that hunter never had to pay i mean hunter brags on tape about smoking crack with marion barry the former mayor of dc yeah. during a period of time when marion barry had to have been under surveillance by the fbi this is a question you should just ask because it shows how craven they are and they don't actually arrest Marion Barry doesn't actually do time for the ab scam BS. He does time because, you know, the bitch set him up. And when they kicked in the door, he had two grams of crack and was smoking it with what he thought was going to be a fun time girl. Right. Mm. They put him in jail, not Hunter, not Hunter, never Hunter. Wow. I mean, wow. these are, 
you're going to find out that Jim Biden is the lawyer for a Romanian criminal who is essentially the subcontractor for all the Chinese Belt and Road projects in in uh, West Africa. I mean, when military intelligence, maybe even some guys you might have known in your career came to me, retired guys, it was all during that whole Afghanistan debacle last summer. Mm-hmm. and asked me some questions. I mean, they asked me about this guy. I was like, wow, yeah, Jim Biden's his lawyer. I was like, who is that guy? They're like, he's Dr. Evil. Like, literally, if we could make a James Bond movie where, like, you know, special forces guys go to the island and take him out, that's the guy. Wow. Wow, that's great. The other thing they asked me about is Metabiota. What do you know about Metabiota? Mm-hmm. I mean, for people listening, Metabiota is, I think, much bigger than EcoHealth Alliance. Remember, they always distract you from the real issue. And Metabiota connects the Biden family to a senior CCP family, that the Zhangs of Shanghai, the Shanghai click, the oil click down there. This is, this is chaos for the Chinese Communist Party if we take this all the way. Because at the end of the day, Z is in a position where He's humiliated by his own participation in all of it, right? Wow. Mm. It just takes courage, brother. I mean, you know, look, I, I admire you for all the stuff you did in your career, but, you know, think of all those moments where you, you, you had your adrenaline rush and were going in. Imagine if these people would just do that once. Do you know what I'm saying? Just... Right. One time, be like, I'm going to fight back. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to put my neck on the line. And I hope that the U.S. Congress is going to do it. Those of you listening, we're ready to come in. We've got all the erased. Even the networks want the erased now. No one's going like, well, Max, you know, you're a fraud. No. It's all true. It's all horrifying. I mean, there are, on the erased side, Hunter had put spyware on all his family's phones. They were on a family plan. You know, this goes back again, Biden crime family. All their bank accounts are intermingled. Hunter's paying for all the bills. Mm-hmm. This is a RICO account, right? This is, this is the fundamental precept behind a RICO uh, charge. The commingling of funds. The fact that everything was interrelated, right? So you can't claim that like his illegal activity had nothing to do with you because he was paying your rent and you had an ATM card, right? No, it's it's beyond what anybody can conceive of. And the bad actors are household names. I mean, Louis Free. Louis Free was like the consigliere of the Biden family, former mm-hmm. director of the FBI. Louis Free's besties with Peter Strzok. Peter Strzok was number two of counterintelligence. Man, now we find out, remember, counterintelligence is the one that has Hunter's laptop. Counterintelligence is the one that did a raid on Mar-a-Lago, but not Joe's garage. Um, just some bad people. They need to be exposed. They need to be... Listen, they have... The only thing that, you know, we always say, like, right, what, what do you have but your honor, right? As the American people, what do you have but your constitutional rights? That's the equivalent of your honor. And these people have been spitting on it, kicking it, 
wiping their dog shit covered boots on it. It has to end. Let's take it all back. This is the now is the time. We'll never have another chance like this because people are lining up to tell the truth. And uh, I think the Democratic Party doesn't survive if they don't go along. And I don't think the Republican Party survives if they don't do their duty. Yeah. So I want them to do their duty because it's such a great country, man. I mean, absolutely. Right. Yeah. The cleanup has to happen, though, and uh, it's going it's going to get uh, it's going to get ugly. It's a da- it's very dangerous work. It's very dangerous work. I mean, I, I know. But it's 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 not dangerous once they realize that it's not just fifteen uh, people who want to talk. It's fifteen thousand people who want to talk. Exactly. Right? And I I also all this stuff is in other continents. I mean, it could be dumped. The whole world who cares, or at least the people I've had to interact with, been lucky to interact with, they want us to succeed. They they look at her like, you know, I wish we had a constitution. Okay, I read the constitution. Can you do this? You're like, yeah, if people have the courage. Yeah. Right. So, well, you know, I, I <laughs> you know, we'll keep kicking them in the ass if they don't have the courage. That's the thing, right? We just. Absolutely. And and everybody out there, call your representatives. Tell them, look, we want open. We don't want a independent council. We want to be open in the hearings. You mm-hmm. talk about the church committee hearings. We now later found out that FBI, with the assistance of NSA and CIA, were covertly yep. uh, monitoring all the members on the committee and all their staffs, right? I mean, mm. it just has to stop. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they could prove me wrong they'd be like we stepped like 49 11 since then i don't believe it just to be straight you know I, I i just don't so uh i don't know peeps we gotta fight back i'm probably babbling if i put on my glasses on and like max you've been on for three hours you crazy brother <laughs> <laughs> absolutely well, Jack, uh, you know, it's always an honor to have you on. I, no, but the honor is mine. And, uh, you. you know, guys like you did a lot more than I ever did. And, but, you know, we all got to do what we're, God put us in a place to do our duty. And if everybody from the guy behind the hardware store up to the guy with the gavel in the House of Representatives does their job, we don't have to go see our grandfathers with a look of shame on our face. Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's no longer, you know, make America great. It's like now making, we're... keeping America great, you know, making, making. I like it. Not make, we're making America great. So we're doing it. Yeah. You and I are doing it. I'm with yeah, you. We want friend. more people to get involved. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? I, I wish there'd be like a whole gallery of dudes sitting up there in like bad fitting suits, like, Ready to be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, boom. Because the American people are like, no way. And then you'd also realize, like, why some people have, like, PTSD and everything else. I mean, it's not all just because, you know, the roadside bombs. Some of it's just like, man, the the, the BS right. of the whole right. thing. That's it. That's right? really it. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been... You know, almost blown up many times, shot and all kind of crazy stuff. It's the BS that really 
pisses all of us off. Yeah. That's, yeah. All right, brother. It's an honor to be in the fight with you. All you people out there, join the fight. It's it's a happy group of warriors. And uh, America's worth it. We're going to take everything back. Absolutely. We're going to do it, Jack. Good job. Booyah. Stay in the fight. Booyah. Take care, brother. You too. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality. Thank you.